Brethren, it's a blessing being here once again. And I know last week I, I started speaking on law-related texts used by all SDA movements to ensnare the Christian mind. And I share the snare number one. So today, I would like to share snare number two. Please note that all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible only. So, I'll start, brethren. Now, today's topic is, I am the Lord, I change not. And that was taken from Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. And I'll start. One of the most used scriptural weapons employed by the Seventh-day Adventists in the propagation of the Old Testament-based religion is, I am the Lord, I change not, which is found in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. This verse is taken out of context and given a Seventh-day Adventist interpretation that never ever entered the mind of God. Their heretical interpretation goes like this. If the Bible states, I am the Lord, I change not. It stands to reason that what God said in the Old Testament, he must also maintain in the New. This conclusion surely sounds reasonable. And to the unsuspecting, there is no need for any further arguments. But is that interpretation doctrinally correct? I do not think so. And I surely have good reasons to disagree with that heretical interpretation. After having studied the book of Malachi carefully, it became abundantly clear to me that God was saying the following to the children of Israel. Notwithstanding the fact that you have offered polluted bread upon my altar, along with the blind, lame, torn and sick animals in sacrifice to me or the fact that the priests have caused many to stumble moreover notwithstanding the fact that the men of israel have dealt treacherously with the wives of their youth by divorcing them or the fact that you have oppressed the fatherless the widow and the stranger because i am a covenant keeping god yes because i am the lord who changes not with respect to any covenant which I have made with you, sons of Jacob, you are not consumed despite your wicked ways. So what I just read, brethren, and Seventh-day Adventist friends, is the correct interpretation of Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. This being the case, the SDA's interpretation is undoubtedly flawed and is surely a good example of their former leaders handling the word of God ignorantly and in the case of their adherents following blindly. Now, any casual reader of Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 would observe that our Adventist friends only quote a part of the verse in their discourse. This is deliberately done for good reasons. For if the entire verse were quoted, a totally different picture would undoubtedly emerge. Brethren, 
to prove that the SDA's interpretation of Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 is wrong. Please consider the following instances where God, after having given Israel an instruction in the Old Testament, reversed that said instruction in the New Testament. The following example should suffice to prove my point. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 13 and Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 20, Israel was instructed to swear by God's name. Then came Jesus Christ and declared, But I say unto you, Swear not at all. So that is found in Matthew chapter 5 verse 34. To you, my dear brethren, I ask the following question. Is not Matthew chapter 5 verse 34 a change from Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 13 or Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 20? That is my question, brethren. And the answer to that question, brethren, is... Of course it is. Moreover, when one reads in Exodus chapter 21 verse 24, it states, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Then read Matthew chapter 5 verse 38 to 29, quoted now by me. And it goes like this. You have heard that it had been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. So that was Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 to 39. One must conclude that this Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 to 39 text surely constitutes a change. And I can hear you saying, of course, it does. Moreover, brethren, I can point you to Exodus chapter 16 verse 4 and verse 8, where God calls manna bread from heaven. Now notice, if you please, what Jesus had to say about those Exodus chapter 16 verse 4 and 8 verses while on earth. The following excerpt refers, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. So that was John chapter 6, verses 32 to 33. Brethren, no, what I just read, is that not another change? I'm asking the question. Is that not another change? And the answer to that question is, of course it is. And even my SDA friends must admit that Jesus' New Testament teaching on that issue constitutes a change. Therefore, to assert, as our Seventh-day Adventist friends do, that what God says in the Old Testament, he must maintain in the New, is a classic case of biblical ignorance on the part of all SDA scholars and blind adherence on the part of their followers. Brethren, 
The unchangeableness of God is not in his dealing with man, but in his nature of love, mercy, grace, patience, justice, wisdom, and righteousness. These, my brethren, are some of the constants in God's nature. However, one must never forget that God's dealings with man are generally indexed to an if. Brethren, the next time you are confronted by our SDA friends and they point you to, I am the Lord, I change not in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. Make absolutely sure that you do not argue with them. Instead, kindly tell them the following. I surely agree with you that because God is indeed merciful, you are not yet consumed, notwithstanding your fallacious interpretation of Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. However, if you continue to twist the scriptures to support your religion, do know that you will ultimately be consumed. So that's all you have to tell them. So that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next week again to continue snare number three. So brethren, Jesus Christ is returning and he will be returning soon. You need to start preparing yourselves for his return. You cannot, brethren, you cannot, brethren, think that you can have one foot outside of church and one foot inside of church and all is well. And your reward is to be with Jesus in this new heaven and in this new earth. That is, it's not so. That is not so, brethren. Both feet must be in church. Both feet must be in church. The devil does not like persons who keep themselves holy and righteously, who walk righteously and holy before the Lord. The attacks on those persons are tremendous. But when you have one feet outside of church and another inside, Satan will walk into your lives and make a mockery of it. Brethren, surround yourselves with persons who are walking this straight and narrow path. If you have to drop off some of the persons around you, drop them off. Because on Judgment Day, we all have to stand up to God individually and answer to him. So, have a blessed week. Remember that Jesus Christ loves you and I love you. So bye for now, brethren.